This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. So who she does it again? Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I'm your producer, Britton Ransford. With me, as always, is Richie Herod of Herod Outdoors and Gobbleman. Bobby Loomis from Max Lure. Now hold it. Wait I think turkey season's over with. You can't do that anymore. I okay. Know. So now we got to right. start making whatever sound the salmon makes. So what is that? <laughs> okay. Trying so, to get away from the net. So today, <laughs> in, in, in a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to have our uh, summer shinduk and our sockeye potentially open. Are we, is it going to be open? What do you think, Bobby? You know, looking at the numbers, uh, projections-wise, yes, it will be open most likely um okay well then that it's, we're gonna start talking about salmon fishing then. well let's talk okay. about it let's absolutely so bobby bobby says you know and he's the the, the definitive source what? on whether you're gonna be able to catch <laughs> salmon on the columbia river this summer oh boy he, it's he, good. he hawked he's a hawk guy when it comes to uh watching numbers he's uh and, oh absolutely uh, he's looking he's into a crystal ball what you yeah. mean and so Regardless of what the numbers say, Bobby says it's going to happen. So we are going to talk about how to catch those fish, how to target them, where to get them. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. Well, you know, the uh, according to the numbers, our summer Chinook looks really, really good. Those are what they call the, uh, the uh, June hogs down in the lower river. So those fish are, are going to be coming in right now. And, you know, they're, they're – Trying to, trying to find a difference between the summer Chinook and the spring Chinook that, that are in the lower river. You know, there again, that we won't go into the whole WDFW thing. So all in all, we have a pretty good projection <laughs> of... Oh, boy. <laughs> we have a pretty good projection of summer Chinook that are coming up, much larger than last year, and... It looks really, really good for up here in our neck of the woods. Those fish that, that are called June hogs are what we call the summer Chinook or that are going to be coming in up here, which will open on July 1. And those fish are fish that are going to uh, the Wells Hatchery, the uh, uh, Chief Joe Hatchery that the uh, tribe right. put in up there. Right, right. Yeah, that that's where where all these fish are going. Oh, and the Chelan Hatchery, you right. know, right there mm-hmm. at at the mouth of, of the Chelan River there mm-hmm. at BB. Yep. So you're gonna have a, a a good run of fish coming up here, which you know guys are gonna be out trolling uh, scent flash paddle flashers and three point five spinners and uh, herring rigs and you know all sorts of stuff. So there there'll be a a good run of fish. Mm-hmm. But the sockeye fishery, uh, you know, looks the numbers that they're that they're looking at right now are are lower than what we've had in the past. But there, it looks like there's going to be enough, according to projection, that we're going to have uh, enough fish to possibly fish on, which it'll probably be a limited uh, limit 
you know, as far as maybe one, two fish type situation. But we are, it, it looks like, according to numbers, that we'll have a limited fishery. Yeah, especially when we're talking about the Columbia for sockeye yeah. in particular. Because yeah. whether Lake Wenatchee gets them or not, that's kind of another deal because that's a, a portion of a limited return anyway. So they may not open Lake Wenatchee in a year like this. It's very possible. It all depends well, on how many fish go over Tom Water. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, according to numbers, according to projections, it looks like we might have a limited fishery yeah. on Lake Wenatchee. But uh, there again, it just depends on, on what yeah. comes through. Yeah, they need they need a certain number. And, and sure. They got to get that. And, and uh, what ends up happening a lot of times do on a year like this is that it'll open up quite a bit later, you know, and those fish begin. Yes. There's only, when it opens late like that, in my opinion anyway, I think those fish are good for about a, a week or so, and then they begin to degrade. And one of the things I'm really worried about this year, um, so the other piece of this puzzle for us up here is um, what's going to happen for water temperature and flow over the course of the summer. Right now, the long-term predictions from the climate center is showing uh, well above average temperatures and well below average precip which means if all of our snow that's up there which we've talked about before even though it's right at normal comes off soon we could have low flows over the summer and hot water and you remember what happened that one year that that happened we had some oh, it was really a tough deal on fish because uh, water got so warm that that really hurt the fishery. Richie, so, this was going to be a glass half full podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, the, 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 I'm worried the about ultimate it. ultimate source on the Columbia River already said that we would be fine. I and know, now you're but saying I'm, some, I'm worried. Some scientific bullshit. Hey, look, yeah. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, right, here comes the, the fire you know, scientist the, is coming I mean, in. I'm just looking at the, you know. He it's knows gonna, a little bit about landscape, so yeah, we'll give it to just, him. Well, but, but, you know, the, the, the thing that, that's going to help, though, is the Columbia Basin was like at 130% snowpack. Even though we're going to have a warmer year, it's going to stay high longer and stay a little bit colder longer than usual. But with those warmer temperatures, you know, we might average out to about the same. I don't think we're going to get into that that warmer water. I don't know. So what is you the know. warmer water going to do to the salmon and the bite and, you know, everything? Well, that one year that we had such a... Um... That low flow year. and warm water, we had huge mortality. Mm-hmm. And so those fish just, once they get up here in that water temperature, and I, I couldn't tell you exactly what the critical temperature point over is, but I what I do know is we had a lot of mortality in fish. Well, you know what happened is before they could get to the, spawn. the sockeye, instead of coming all the way up to the Okanagan, the mouth of the Okanagan up at Brewster, they ended up slowing down and stopping at every tributary coming in. Trying to find cold water. Trying to find cold water. And one of the big issues that we had is with them stopping, we had some huge, huge issues with fish dying because the water was so much warmer. And then we had issues with sturgeon dying yeah because the sturgeon were gorging themselves on dead <laughs> sockeye no it, it's i'm That's not true. kidding That's oh true. it was yeah. unbelievable yeah i mean we saw a huge mortality rate on on the sturgeon uh, you know especially big fish yeah those big oversized fish that are old old fish because they never you know 
all of a sudden, man, would you eat a sockeye over a squawfish? Or, or you know, uh, trying to suck yeah. up a crawdad off the bottom? Oh, yeah. Holy he, cow, of course you would. It's like set the banquet. They table. ended up gorging themselves and ended up, uh, there was a ton of, of sturgeon down in the mid-river mid section down around Tri-Cities and stuff right. that, that ended up dying because of the dead sockeye because of the warm water. I think for both the Chinook and the sockeye, as they move up into our area here in central Washington, you know, they're in the Columbia River, which are in impoundments now, which means the water is setting and warming. And uh, then they stage at the mouth of these rivers like you talk. And one of the things that often triggers them to going up those rivers are if we get thunderstorms. Sure. And we get some you know, a little bit of a flow and colder water all of a sudden coming out of the mountains and then they go. Well, in a year when you don't have that, when you're yeah. looking at below average precip and those things don't happen, they're, they're longer into those, into those uh, in that hot river and the chances of them not being able to move up are higher. And so that's when I think we get that mortality. So all right, it's, well. it's kind of one of those things, uh, you know, when I'm looking at these, not only from a fire season standpoint but that relates to water and then i worry about the fish well we're still going to be a glass half full podcast because we're the foremost glass half full podcast absolutely of the Mississippi, and uh we are going to <laughs> catch and kill baby real quick well, we about a some. cool event this summer oh yeah and when we get back from the break we'll discuss a little bit more about that and then talk about how we're going to target these fish so okay. we'll be right back Returning to the Columbia River this year is the Wenatchee Salmon Derby, also known as the 8th Annual Pete Floor Memorial Salmon Derby from CCA, which is the Coastal Conservation Association. And Bobby's here to talk a little bit about uh, what CCA's attempting to accomplish and what they've already been doing on the Columbia River. Well, you know, uh, we brought CCA up here to the Pacific Northwest uh, 11 years ago, I guess now. And uh, being Coastal Conservation Association, since uh, salmon are an Andromeda's fish, which goes out to the saltwater, we were able to bring CCA up here. So in turn, uh, CCA, Coastal Conservation Association, uh, was absolutely paramount in bringing back the whole redfish sea trout fisheries all the way around from uh, the Gulf Coast all the way up to Maine. Um, they have uh, lobbyists, they have the pull, they have uh, a number of, of things that a lot of our smaller uh, smaller groups up here that we've had for years are not able to accomplish so in turn we decided to bring cca here into washington oregon to try to help and enhance our salmon fisheries on the columbia river as well as out in the salt so you know it, it, it's a, a great thing it's a great group um, we've been able to do a number of things over the years. In fact, we, we've accomplished more in the 11 years that we've been up here than uh, almost all of the other groups combined for the last 35 years, which is fantastic. But it's a matter of everybody getting involved. Yeah, and, and we, we need your help. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. That's why we're putting on the Wenatchee Salmon Derby. Uh, this is the eighth year that we'll be putting it on. 
You can get tickets and find out more information on um, how to be involved, how to uh, you know, join the Derby at WenatcheeSalmonDerby.com. Now, the, the, the one thing I'll say about the Derby this year, we're going to do things a little bit differently because of COVID. We have uh, changed things up a little bit. Our award ceremony, which will, the, the Derby is, is July 16th and 17th. And on the 17th, the afternoon, evening is our award ceremony. And we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to have uh, raffles, some games, a few silent auction items. So, you know, if you're not able to fish the Derby, by all means, come down to the uh, Wenatchee Eagles Hall on Saturday afternoon, evening, you know, at uh, 5 o'clock and uh, join us because we will have a number of uh, a number of things that will benefit everybody but bottom line is is you know we're we're obviously trying to benefit our fish up here in the upper river as well as the whole Columbia River system and we need your help so if you'd like to uh, be involved with CCA and their mission to work for the 600,000 plus anglers in Washington visit wenatchiesalmonderby.com for tickets and more information such a fun derby, and uh, I hope everyone gets involved. But we're going to get back to Summer Chinook on the Columbia River and how to target those fish. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, targeting targeting the Chinooks is uh, is something, you know, fish, fish are fish. They're going to go to certain areas. They're going to hold in certain areas according to water temperature, depth, uh, you name it, but they are also going to travel in the same paths that they generally travel, which means that, you know, most steelhead salmon, uh, your, your trout type, uh, fish are going to continue to travel in the same areas. They travel close to the bank, um, not real deep. Um, you know, it, it's something that, that, especially on the Columbia, like Rich mentioned earlier, you know, we've got impoundments. We've got a lot of dams on the river. Fishing above the fish ladder for Chinooks is fantastic. The fish get a little bit disoriented. They slow down a little bit. They spend a little bit more time right there in that given area. Uh, same thing with the sockeye. The sockeye will, will slow down. You know, sockeye in two weeks will go from the mouth of the Columbia all the way up here, which is, you know, pushing uh, 300 and some odd uh, uh, water miles all the way up here to Brewster in literally a two-week period. They, they will, and we're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of fish. So getting them to slow down, which they do slow down when they go through a fish ladder above the dams, uh, is a great place to target those fish. And of course, you know, those fish are going to be uh, from the surface down to 20 feet predominantly. So, you know, pulling a dodger and a small squitter with, with a little scent on there, you know, a, a coon shrimp or something like that is something that works extremely well for targeting those fish. You, Same. Well, you think about that, it, you know, these as, as far as locating them. So they either have just gone through some heavy current or they're about to go through heavy current and so a lot of times what those fish will do is either rest after that 
or they'll rest before going into it. So they move somewhere and then they find a pool and rest. Yep. So like you said, um, one of the things that you can do year after year is find fish in the same places. If you kind of know where those resting pools are, uh, whether it's right after heavy water or just before heavy water, that's what you're looking for. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. They come up to a dam. They're going to stop. They're going to slow down. Yeah. They're going to slow they down. They go through, they go through resting. a fish ladder. They're going to slow down. Yeah. And then, so, you know, targeting those places with, with trolling, with gear, putting yep. that, putting that bait right in their face. That's uh that's when you can have some success. Or a, a you know, you get a, a tributary that's got cooler water. Yes. They're going to, they're going to stop. They're going to slow down right there. Wait for something to cue them like we talked about, and then they're going to go up that tributary. So they'll stack. These places where they stack is where you want to be. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. This time of year, using a triangle flasher, using a paddle flasher, 360-degree flasher. What are you doing? Using using a paddle flasher uh, predominantly up here because of the fact that you need added movement. Fishing a triangle flasher, you would want to fish it down in the lower river where they're just coming out of the salt. Um, you're not trying to get added movement. You're running a, a, you know, some type of lure that's got a movement on it itself, like a cut plug herring or something like that. Um, once you get further up the river, you're going to want to run a paddle flasher to where you, it's adding movement to your gear. Mm-hmm. So... That, that's what you want to do. 3.5 spinner, you know, the, the Salmon Tech spinners work fantastic. Um, you know, all of that stuff works very, very well. Uh, prawn rigs, you know, you name it. Th- those type of things work very, very well for attracting fish. And speed-wise, are you trying to speed up a little bit at this time of year, or are you trying to slow down? You know, uh, for salmon, it's very different, especially when you're fishing out in the Columbia. You know, the, the Columbia itself, you've got anywhere from a three to 10 knot current, depending on where you're at. So you're not wanting to really troll really fast. You're, you're, you're slow trolling, but you're trolling just enough to move yourself up upstream, you know, and even when you're trolling downstream. I mean, you're almost, you're almost out of gear going downstream uh, and getting those fish to bite. So it's just a matter of, of depending on, on what it is, uh, what direction you're going and, and where you're at. You're fishing up at Brewster. You don't have that, that heavy current. Mm-hmm. You know, you're fishing in a back eddy. You don't have that, that heavy current. But those fish are stacked up there. So in turn, you've got to figure out what that speed is. It could be anywhere from 2 to 5 or 6 miles an hour. Yeah just and, depends yeah it really it really does depend and i mean one thing for the chinook in particular if you're if you're kind of watching the bank and you're positioning yourself where you are seeing fish on the graph again use your electronics look to see where fish are fish to the fish um, as you're trolling upstream you're moving up the bank at a slow speed the fish are pointing in the same direction that you're going and so you're moving that bait just past them right in front of their face and that's usually a, a pretty good way to get them to bite. Sure. However, we have found that turn around, you're going downstream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. You're turning, going downstream. Now you're flowing the bait with the current. Yep. And that's a natural way for salmon to, you know, define bait. Sure. It's, it's flowing with the current. So if you don't troll real fast when you're going down, but kind of match the current, you know, we're, we're usually idling down quite a bit when we go downstream 
it's interesting that sometimes that's when you get bit. Oh, absolutely. Well, some people swear by it. Yeah. Oh, trolling downstream is it's a, a more great... natural presentation. It is, but you know, some guys are are trolling at the same speed as what they were going up. They might be going fast enough to you know go two miles an hour. Guess what? You're going two miles an hour going downstream with the current. Yeah, you're going fast. You're you're cruising. Yeah. But it's something that actually triggers fish to something goes by them and man they turn Take around and follow and out and jump on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and again, it's like anything else that we always talk about. You know, it's like crack the code, figure yeah. out what it is. And then use that sure. you know, fish to the fish. Yep, S, absolutely. S squared P C squared. Yeah, plus there it is. There he he kept it. <laughs> Talked about it. that a couple of weeks ago. Equals equals L. He kept limit. it. Yeah, it equals a limit exactly. <laughs> um, last thing is it, colors. You still just using your pinks, your chartreuses, your reds, greens. Is that kind of what you're looking for this summer? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, up here it seems that uh, reds, pinks, you know, hot pinks, uh, chartreuses always work very very well you know, for the Chinooks, the sockeye, the sockeye are, are like kokanee. Hot pinks, things like that work very, very well. Mm-hmm. White? Yeah, hot, hot white. pink and white, yeah, glow. Yeah, hot pink and, and white together work fantastic. Or, or glow, I mean, yeah. white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at the our, our line of Don't uh, be telling everybody that, man. That, that's one of my secrets. That's secret stuff right there. Well, exactly. if you look at the cha-cha sockeye sweaters, there's strictly silver, pink, and glow. There yeah. you go. And nobody buys the glow, which is great because that's what I like that's to use. Yeah. <laughs> that's the secret right there. Yeah, don't don't tell the boss, but yeah, you know, sometimes it'll disappear from the shelf. So, okay, well, that's uh, going to do it for us this week. If you have any questions about this upcoming salmon season on the Columbia River, be sure to let us know on Facebook or Instagram at WAO Podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, we will talk to you later.